This is the Samurai Who Talks podcast with me, the Samurai Who, talking to you. And in this episode, we're talking about something a little bit uh, more difficult, but common. Bad news. Uh, got this idea from listening to uh, a song, so that'll be our musical artist of the week, um, and the feature track, but uh, I've been listening to this song for about two years now, Most recently rather sporadically, and uh, yeah, it's a pretty good song, but it brings to light something that is very fundamental. Yeah, we get bad news all the time. There is news that there will be bad weather on Tuesday. The stocks are down. There aren't enough stockings for Christmas. (laughs) The test results came back positive. The test results came back and you didn't get good marks. The car is making weird noises. Then the check engine light is on. You try to do things and they all seem to fall apart. But maybe not today. Hopefully. In the recent years... I think all of us have had our fair share of bad news. Be it a job, the world, our world, or even vicariously, or surrogacy, I guess that would be the word. Bad news that someone else receives that we feel bad for. I know that some people take adversity well others don't and for most people it depends I feel like very much so it depends for me Because those who don't take it well often start down the slippery slope and I've been down that. And I've also dealt with adversity well in some cases where I really had no business. (laughs) And I feel like most people have had those experiences. Some people bottle it up and send it down a chute never to be found again. Some people bottle it up and over time it gets shaken and perturbed and uh, explodes. Oftentimes I find myself wondering 
Why is this happening to me? Why not someone else? But then I find myself also fi uh, thinking, well, it's happened. How do I fix this? How do I get over it? In middle school, I was in a chess club. Now, I didn't play chess much. I didn't, I still don't, but I understand enough of the game to know that I'm not interested in becoming a grandmaster. And, uh, I find that there was critical thing in chess that made it feel that had a basic strategy, basic fundamental strategy. Now you can talk about the stratagems, the historical moves, memorize all of them, understand scenarios. I'm not talking about that. The chess analogy I would like to discuss is the ABCs of chess. So the ABCs are broken down into this. Avoid, block, capture. I'm not a chess enthusiast just to get that disclaimer out of the way or even an enthusiast, just a casual observer who had some um, interesting experiences as a kid. Some memorable experiences. Some fun occasions where I met people and that have changed my approach and I'm looking back on those memories and trying to figure out myself. So this avoid block capture strategy is fundamental to the game in my opinion, being a uh, non-expert. The goal of the game is first of all to win to defeat the opponent and make sure they are cornered and in constant danger. Now, if you've ever been defeated by the four-move checkmate, uh, yeah, there's not even enough time to be in constant danger. You're just defeated before you even moved. <laughs> However, when the tables are turned and you go, or your opponent, go from having the enemy cornered to being in the corner, the goal changes. I know there are many forms of chess, but there's a form where you can stall the match and fight until a stalemate 
resolves the match. A stalemate is basically a draw. In some forms of chess, uh, I believe there's, there must be a, a win. But besides that, <clears throat> in combat, in most games, there, there is a draw mechanism. Either that or a mutual defeat mechanism be it fighting games, shooters, and whatnot. And you stall out for time. Tactics and strategies aside, there are really three moves we can take when confronted by danger on the board. We can avoid, which is to move out of the way, block to protect ourselves by placing a barrier but risking something in your place capture take the danger head on and risking yourself so why do I think these are critical in life and why do I think these are critical in the game of chess. In chess, I believe it's because these are the three course tactics, strategies that every move really tries to do whenever you're in danger. Right? You move out of the way, so the piece that is in danger be it the king or some valuable piece. You want to move out of the way, move out of danger. The consequence may be seen steps later when you're in the corner and you can't get out. Right? So an analogy in life might be I guess a common analogy is driving, right? So you suddenly see an obstruction in your field of view while you're driving, and you go out of your lane to avoid it. I've seen it on many occasions where Someone goes from this lane to that lane only to mess up someone else changing lanes behind them who then swerves out just in the nick of time to avoid. But sometimes that doesn't happen. Sometimes what you see is a chain reaction one bad move to avoid something to being a total mess only a few moves afterwards blocking so the reason why you block is that you find that there is 
more value in the peace that needs to be protected than the peace that will be sacrificed. We found this in stories oftentimes. The hero tries to... Um, so there are two ways, I guess, that I can think of off the top of my head where a character being the protagonist places their lives in danger to protect their loved ones. Or yet, I've recently watched Platoon where... Actually, in Platoon, I don't think it happens. Maybe I'm mixing up movies. But where one character takes the bullet for another. You risk something in its place. A couple moves down and maybe that sacrifice wasn't totally necessary. But in the moment, it was to get you out of danger as quickly as possible. Third and not least is capture. Take the danger head on and risk your own skin. Why would we do this? So if we have a, say, a bishop, which is one of those um, pieces that goes diagonally on the board while staying on the same color uh, square, It might be a opponent might place a bishop their bishop in danger, but if you don't capture that bishop, you might lose your own. Now this is a amateur type of thing, I believe, but what it can highlight is that in order to get out of the immediate danger you must place yourself at risk maybe it is not a risk immediately but say the enemy placed their bishop there so that your you would capture their bishop knowing that they had prior set up their queen another piece to capture that bishop your bishop after you capture theirs so in the end both players lose that specific color bishop and they're both out of play and now the enemy has a path that is now clear for a stronger piece to move about. This can happen in many ways. You can choose to seize an opportunity and maybe through it you risk it all. We've seen it in investments in fads in 
things that we think are valuable but after scrubbing the surface a little bit we see that it is all but fool's gold I guess that's a little bit of my opinion on uh, something like cryptocurrencies right now and uh, NFTs I feel like there is opportunity of which I respect but and uh, built on technology but there is high risk for the average user because people oftentimes through lack of education not because they're not smart but because there is a vast world of complexity with uh, securities and um, commodities there's no free lunch essentially is what I'm saying that's one of the f problems that we can find with with capturing but of course if we don't capture we don't listen to uh, our friend Robin Williams carp diem I believe is the phrase from uh, Dead Poet Society seize the day if you don't avoid the obstacles you will inevitably be slowed or even stop if you don't block out distractions and understand other sacrifice to get you where you are and you don't respect it you may be lost along your way you may lose something very valuable in your place if you fail to seize the day you may end up not reaching your full potential you may not be able to learn from your mistakes you may not be able to make those great leaps and bounds to eclipse your former self wherever you're going whatever you're doing however things are happening But there is always the option when you're confronted by danger. Not an optimal one, but optimal based on your resolution afterwards. This option is cutting your losses and admitting defeat. You admit defeat. not because not because you want to necessarily let the bad news 
come in and consume you. But rather, you accept defeat because it is the proper thing to do to move on to the next opportunity. I think oftentimes we hear quality over quantity. Well, that's nice when you're the customer, right? But sometimes you need quantity, not quality. You just need good enough, but you need a lot of it, right? And sometimes, oftentimes, I've found that as a student, it's quantity of work to make quality work. Because if you don't make things, you can't get good. And if you make one thing that that is so monolithic, how can it really help you make something like that again? It's very difficult in, in my mind. If it can't be broken down, how can you really build something like that again? Because for the most part, I found that most things can be broken down. You can focus on one feature or two or three and take things step by step incrementally build up your quantity of work to improve its quality I find that when we approach bad news we should take the chess analogy. We can avoid it. We can avoid bad news. That's easy, right? Just don't think about it. Just don't think about it. Just... And there it is. When we don't think, we tend to think more. <laughs> it's a funny thing. We can try blocking it out. Yeah. Turning off devices, but now we don't know. We don't know it exists. The difference between avoid and block is simply our role in it and our intentions. Because avoiding we're only postponing the inevitable whereas blocking we simply do not want to know with capture that's where the fun and confusion begins because now it depends on how we choose to receive it 
I've had a lot of rejection letters. All of them, almost all of them automated. Almost all of them, no replies. So I can't even ask. Maybe I should try. I get bad news on a daily basis, but my bad news, thankfully, is not often seismic. For those times that it is bad news, instead of me trying to control the way I receive it, it captures me. It is my opponent, and it consumes me. I don't know what to do with it. I feel like every tool in the tool belt is rusted, dull, or missing. And so the final option is often the most important. Oftentimes these days, I find myself falling behind on goals, on work, falling into pits of depression, anxiety, and self-loathing. I hope you don't find yourself in any of these situations, but if you do, Maybe we need to choose that last nuclear option. That we need to cut our losses and accept defeat. I have found that if I do this, I can at least approach tomorrow better. I've found myself tired, ill, with too much work, not enough time or energy, and simply choosing to sleep instead of doing those that laundry list of things to do can help me at least approach tomorrow with a clean slate, at least as clean as I can make it. So I can rest, let my muscles that are sore recover. Let my breath be healed by medicine. And let my mind find some type of ease in the discomfort that I'm in. So that maybe by resting, I can find that I'm better tomorrow than I am today. Because with bad news, 
which can take various forms so many colorful forms and shapes maybe rest is what we need rest is often something we lack because even though we have the ABC's there's always a cost somewhere down the line but if we live and learn rest and recover maybe we can approach the bad news not necessarily adversarially but as it truly is news and an opportunity to do better because in life we may be it may seem like we are going from fire to fire chasing fleeting comfort in equilibrium we feel like there is constant danger of falling down a never-ending spiral well all of those are true not necessarily at the same time not necessarily at every point not necessarily for everyone but that's what bad news is it makes us go from fire to fire it makes us feel that comfort is fleeting that equilibrium is momentary that we are in constant danger all the time of losing ourselves down a slippery slope but that is bad news the bad news is all those things are true we do go from fire to fire but we at least keep ourselves warm knowing that we have some purpose and in the end we can also choose our fires that we fight and choose the ones that we can that we can actually handle and bring down to some level of control bad news makes us realize that comfort is fleeting because it is and equilibrium is momentary because it is things that are in equilibrium are only there momentarily because the world keeps spinning things keep changing and the complex systems we live in are just that complex built on simple principles of which interact in marvelous magical ways that we can't even begin to imagine but for all, some of us we can
Because if you were always in comfort, you wouldn't grow. You would become static. And maybe you'd even be sleeping the whole time. However, bad news makes us live as though we're in constant danger, which for most of us, at least I'm speaking for myself, I'm not necessarily in constant danger. The news tells us that we are, that we should embrace our fears and let it consume us. I don't necessarily agree. But I do feel the slippery slope. I do feel the danger. But I need to remind myself that it isn't. But that it can drive me to do good things rather than bad things. I just hope that these analogies and my ranting can bring some some thought into your mind about bad news we get it all the time it's about how we choose to accept it and sometimes we have to cut our losses and accept defeat so that we can approach it better the next day. And now for our segments. So for this week, the artist of the week is Robbie Trevino. And he's a fantastic artist that I've had the opportunity to follow. Uh, he's, his handle on Twitter is Robbie S. Trevino. Uh, Trevino is spelled T-R-E-V-I-N-O. He's been having a fun time going around doing fun things, uh, over, I believe, the summer, I saw some bad news from, about him uh, suffering from uh, some chronic pain, some illness, but I'm glad he's making the best of what he has. That's one of the reasons why I felt that this segment was, this episode was important. It's how you deal with bad news. And the musical artist, and I, I hope he does better and does well and keeps at it. The musician of the week is Aries, spelled A R I E S, and the track is Bad News, the original inspiration for this episode it's a fun song in my opinion not necessarily the most positive song but 
damn if I don't think it's bumping. So, I hope you check these two great artists out. And I hope you have a wonderful sunrise, morning, afternoon. Uh, let's see here. Twilight, midnight, night, sunset. There we go. Wherever you are. Take it easy. Talk to you later. Bye.